functional medicine is the OG biohacking. The body has its own innate repair, regeneration, renewal, and healing system. Like we literally just have to learn how to activate it. And I think that's a message I really hope people get is that they are the center of their health care, not the doctor that's or the hospital. Right. Welcome. I'm Alyssa Nobriga, your host of the Healing and Human Potential podcast a place for you to discover the multidimensionality of what it means to be human. Over the past 20 years, I've trained thousands of coaches in my methodology, leveraging my experience as a former psychotherapist, and I'm here to share with you all the wisdom and insights that I've learned along the way. Each week, I'll share with you life-changing tools to support you in awakening and manifesting your dream life from the inside out. We'll be exploring the intersection between ancient wisdom and modern everyday life, really diving deep into the art of human potential through the lens of psychology, spirituality, and coaching. Let's let the magic unfold. Dr. Mark Hyman is a practicing family physician. He's an internationally recognized leader, speaker, educator, and advocate in the field of functional medicine. So he has had 15 New York Times bestsellers. He is also the founder and senior advisor for the Cleveland Clinic Center for Functional Medicine. Dr. Hyman is a regular medical contributor to several television shows and networks, including CBS, CNN, Today, Good Morning America, and many others. And we are so honored to have him with us. I am so honored that you are here. And I just want to say that you have such a brilliant mind. Clearly, there's a way that you can articulate big concepts in a way that's digestible for mainstream. I think that's one of your gifts. And you've got crazy impressive resume. But the thing that I'm most impressed by and I admire about you most is your heart. So you wear your heart on your sleeve. <laughs> and I get to see the behind the scenes in your day-to-day -day life as your friend, you staying here, us traveling the world multiple times, and you literally just live with such an open heart, you shine where you go. And to me, that's the medicine that we need in the world. And you live that. So I just want to honor you and start Thank this you. off that way. Thank you. Yeah. Can't and help it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 my joke is I was born with a heart defect on open heart. Right open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel that. And I'm so grateful that you live that because that is the medicine and, and I also just love all the biohacking and things that just by being your friend have gotten into, it's been a game changer and we're going to dive into that. But for people that don't know the difference between functional medicine and traditional medicine, can you share yeah, with yeah, us? Yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, uh, functional medicine, maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. Uh, my, my joke is always that it's, it's the opposite of dysfunctional medicine, which <laughs> is what we have right now. Yeah. And, and what's happened at, you know, over the last, you know, 50 years is a massive paradigm shift in our understanding of human biology. It's as big as, you know, the Columbus saying the earth is not flat or, mm -hmm. you know, Einstein saying that, you know, this chair is mostly empty space and the time is not linear and things that just don't even make any sense. So yeah. this is, it's a quantum paradigm shift. And yet medicine is still practiced as if it was basically 1900, mm -hmm. you know, with a few technological improvements, but it's basically a single drug, single disease, you know, and yeah. trying to figure out how to, you know, suppress, inhibit, and affect the body in a way that shuts things down mm -hmm. as a way of treatment as opposed to understanding the science of health. Mm -hmm. So functional medicine is a science of health, and traditional medicine is more the science of disease. Yeah. And from my perspective, is it's also the sort of medicine of why, not what disease do I have and what drug do I give, but 
why mm-hmm. are you sick? What's the root cause? And right. how do we uncover the reasons? And and also understanding that just because you know the name of your diagnosis, it doesn't mean you know what's wrong with you. If you say you have a, a migraine, it doesn't tell you anything about the cause. It just means it's a certain kind of headache that has certain features where you get light sensitivity and nausea and it's on one side and it's this quality. But it doesn't tell you if it's because you have gluten sensitivity mm-hmm. or because you have your microbiome is off or because... Mm-hmm you have estrogen progesterone imbalance or because your mitochondria aren't working or, you know, 10 other reasons, yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe 29 reasons for migraines and <laughs> traditional medicine had no way to navigate that. Okay. So functional medicine is like a new GPS system to help navigate the landscape of disease and sees the body as an ecosystem. So mm-hmm. everything's connected. Mm-hmm. And we go to traditional doctors and we see the rheumatologist for our joint pain and the neurologist for our headaches and the digestive doctor for our reflux and a psychiatrist for our depression. And yeah. The truth is they're all connected. <laughs> Everything's connected. Yeah. So the body is not just a bunch of different parts that you can silo off and treat separately. There, There's an integration that's going on at the biological level. It's a network. Yeah. Our body's a network. Yeah. And functional medicine is about understanding that network, about optimizing that network, about removing the impediments to health and providing the ingredients for thriving. So it's really quite simple in the mm-hmm. end. It's like identifying what's causing your body to be out of balance mm-hmm. and get rid of those things. could be bad diet, stress, toxins, allergens, bugs, microbiome stuff. And what does your body need to thrive? It's not that hard. We're biological organisms, right? Yeah. We need the right food. We need the right nutrients, the balance of hormones, light, air, water, you know, connection, rest, sleep, you know, re- restorative sort of practices that help reset your nervous system, mm-hmm. exercise, love, community, meaning, purpose. These are just all the ingredients for being a healthy human. And and it's really about individualizing and personalizing the treatment to match what they need. Yeah. Not and, and I would say, you know, I, my treatment for people with the same disease might be very, very different. Good. Depending on the cause. Yeah. Right. Right. So it sounds more holistic and it sounds like it's root cause based rather yeah. than just treating the symptoms. Absolutely. And yeah. so someone said to me, God, Dr. Hyman, this is just Medicine that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just don't work on one part of the body. <laughs> Look at it holistically. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love the world of mind-body connection, having been a licensed somatic psychotherapist. I'm curious your personal perspective on mental and emotional well-being and how that plays into our physical well-being. Yeah. I mean, we we're in a we're in a massive mental health crisis now, Alyssa. I mean, globally we're seeing rates of depression skyrocket. Mm-hmm. We're seeing rates of suicide go up. We're seeing this affecting children, I mean, suicide is a one of the major third leading cause of death in teenagers. I mean, it's it's a it's a big deal. Yeah. And uh, you know, we see anxiety, we see depression, we see PTSD, we see bipolar disease, schizophrenia, um, and even you know, cognitive disorders like ADD. And these are all mm-hmm. rising in prevalence. Mm-hmm. So the question is why and what's causing it. Yeah. You know, it's in. You know, there are psychological reasons for sure. Like mm-hmm. if you're you know, mother just died, you're going to be depressed. That's normal. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if some, you know, big stressor happens from the outside, that for sure can alter our mood or our well-being. Mm-hmm. But what, what often um, uh, science has failed to really understand until really recently is that is that the body affects the mind, not just the mind affecting the body, mm-hmm. right? But the mind, the mind is also influenced by everything that's going on in every cell of your body, yeah. from your microbiome, to your immune system, to your nutritional status, and to your hormonal balance, 
And all these things regulate that. I mean, women know you get PMS, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, like it's yeah. uh, it's not that you're crazy. It's yeah. there's some whack thing going on in your body where you're out of balance. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect example. And mm -hmm. then it lasts for a few days or a week and then you're better. Yeah. Right? So yeah. that's a perfect example of, the, of how the body affects the mind. Mm -hmm. But it it's goes much deeper than that. Now there's departments of nutritional psychiatry at Harvard and metabolic psychiatry at Stanford, scientists looking at the microbiome. I mean, if you take antibiotics, it might affect your mood because it changes your microbiome and produces chemicals and molecules that are uh, generating inflammation or mm -hmm. affecting your neurotransmitters. And so I think we've often misappropriated meaning to certain psychiatric diagnosis. You know, we mm -hmm. say, oh, you know, you're sad and hopeless and helpless and have no interest in daily activities and don't want to have sex and don't want to eat or you eat too much or you're not sleeping or you sleep too much. We know what's wrong with you. You have depression. Mm -hmm. Well, depression is not the cause of those symptoms. Yeah. It's the name of those symptoms. And the, and the question is, what's the cause? It could be that you're eating gluten and have an inflamed brain. Mm -hmm. It could be that you take an acid blocker for 10 years and shut off B12 absorption. That causes you know, yeah. depression. It could be that you live and work inside and, or live in a northern climate and have vitamin D deficiency. It could be that you have taken antibiotics and alter your microbiome that changes the bacteria that affect your mood. It could mm -hmm. be that... You actually, uh, you know, eat a lot of fish and have mercury poisoning, or that mm -hmm. you don't eat any fish and have omega three deficiency, or because you maybe have <laughs> prediabetes and that causes inflammation in the brain, and all those things yeah. need to be treated differently. And so, I'm not saying that psychological factors are not real and important; yeah. they're really important. But we often miss the other piece of it, and, yeah. and often we can fix psychological problems by working on your biological systems. That's right. You know. Even when I was a psychotherapist, if somebody came in being depressed, I would make sure that they didn't have sleep apnea, right? right. Because if they're not sleeping, then there's just a quick fix. Exactly. Right. So understanding it holistically is really important and to make sense. Yeah. And so, I mean, you have 15 New York Times bestsellers. You've had so much, <sighs> your wealth of information. Is there a, a particular message that has really stood out and supported people in, in some of your work? Yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the things that's so... so um, um, different about the way I try to do things because mm -hmm. I try to help people get to the why. Yeah. Like why is this like happening in your body? And and if people understand what the why, they're more likely to do the what. If I say don't mm -hmm. eat sugar, they're like, why? <laughs> Rebellious. <laughs> don't tell me not right, to eat sugar. Right. Or yeah. Don't eat gluten. Like yeah. why? Like yeah. but if you understand the mechanism and what it's doing to your body, then you kind of be are empowered to actually make better choices. So right. I think I'm also sort of, you know, painting a picture of empowerment, right? Like mm -hmm. that that, you know, we we have the power, like Dorothy in a ruby red slippers, to get home, right? Mm -hmm. To Kansas, mm -hmm. meaning home to health. If we just knew what to do, yeah. all she needed to do was click her heel three times. <laughs> so it's not that easy with health, but you actually mm -hmm. have the power. And I I see this over and over in my in my practice, and also just in my life as I you know I've, I've communicated things uh, through my books and through mm -hmm. my podcast and through my blogs and different mm -hmm. content that I put out. And it's really designed to be self-empowering for people to do self-care to fix their problems. Yeah. And what's striking to me is that, you know, 80% or more doesn't need a doctor. Mm. There's some people who are stuck and really need, you know, they treat the, need to treat their Lyme disease or their mold or their yeah. mercury or things that are really more, you need more medical intervention. But 80% of the time, people can get better without actually a doctor if they understood what to do. That's and they had the great. instruction manual. And for me... You know, I think what was striking is when I when I see people suffering like that, and then they do these simple things, they get better, and and they don't realize how close they are to feeling better. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think 
most people don't realize they're a few days away from feeling good mm-hmm. if they knew what to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we, we, I wrote a book years ago called The 10-Day Detox Diet, which is not really 10 days. I mean, <laughs> you can do it for 10 days and you'll see a profound difference. It's really about, you know, resetting your immune system, your microbiome, your glucose and metabolism. Uh, and essentially, I've used this in my practice as one of my main therapeutic mm-hmm. tools is food is medicine. And when people do it, within five to 10 days, they have a 70% reduction in all symptoms from all diseases. You have migraines or irritable bowel or allergies or sinus problems or insomnia or depression or joint pain or skin issues, acne, whatever it is, Mm. it goes away Mm. within a few days. Wow. So most people don't realize that they're just a few days away from feeling better. Yeah, that's that's encouraging. And the other thing is that people are like the frogs in slowly boiling water. They don't know that as life goes on, they start to degrade and not feel well. And I think it's sort of normal. Yeah. And I think, you know, most patients when they try to, you know, do or people who, you know, use my books and talk to me on the street, they go, God, I didn't know I was feeling so bad until I started feeling so good. Same thing happens psychologically. It's like that refrigerator hum happening. You don't even know it's there until it stops. It's like, I didn't even know I was limiting myself psychologically, Mm -hmm. emotionally, my well-being. Yeah. And and I, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I had a a patient the other day who had severe PTSD, sexually abused, Mm -hmm. and I sent her to get stellate ganglion block and ketamine therapy. Yeah. So still a ganglion block for those who don't know what that is, is you've got a, a basically a bundle of nerves in your neck that's re- regulating your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. And so when you're in fight or flight constantly, that that is just on all yeah. the time. Yeah. And so this block, it's a nerve block, it's like putting lidocaine, like what a dentist uses, right? And puts n- numbing medicine around the nerve and blocks the signals to the brain and interrupts it for a few hours. And what that does, it's like a reset. Mm-hmm. Like when you reset your computer and it just stops the thing yeah, from being from jammed. Spinning. So it's like you're jammed in the PTSD state. Mm. And then she had a ketamine session right after. And she was like, I, I did not realize that I was constantly in a state of anxiety. I thought this was my normal state. My body was always in pain. My yeah. neck is, And all of it's gone. I don't, and I feel calm and I feel I can do my work again. And, wow. And, you know, I think... You know, she had psychological causes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But they were, but they kind of register in your biology. Yes. You know, Carolyn Mace talks about how your biography becomes your biology, mm-hmm. but your biography, your biology can also create your biography. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we kind of have to mm-hmm. think about how to work on both ends of that spectrum. Yeah. And, 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 so much of our like fast paced society is under stress. And I don't think we really understand what it's like to have that reset living without the stress. And so, um, for people that are interested in starting to become more empowered around their health journey, I'm sure there's a bunch of resources and tools that they could utilize. What are some things that you recommend that people can start with? I mean, you know, I, obviously I have a lot of free content. (laughs) You can start there on my website, drhyman.com. Yeah. Uh, and, and, um, my podcast at Doctors Pharmacy. But I think, you know, if people want to have a radical shift, because mm-hmm. I, I do these longevity programs around the world and we do this sort of really reset diet. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a, like hitting the reset button. Yeah. And then it it's essentially the 10-day detox diet. And um, if people want to start there, it's a great way to see where you are because mm-hmm. then you get to a, ba- a new baseline. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have sugar cravings, carb cravings. You know, it's so, so hysterical to me that, you know, one of the top, drugs now for obesity is actually Narcan, which is what they use for 
heroin overdose. Oh, interesting. Right? So they inject you with this drug if you have a, a narcotic o- overdose mm. that blocks the re- receptors for pleasure. Oh. So when you <laughs> when you get this drug for obesity, yeah. it's because it's blocking the pleasure that you get from sugar, which mm. is highly addictive. Mm, yeah. Right? Yep. And so basically it's a reset. And so you don't need to do the drug. You can just do the reset. And the way I've designed the diet is actually to help people kind of reset their nervous system and their biology and their cravings. And it, and it really happens within a day or two. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a long mm-hmm. fix. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great place to start. If people want to just see what happens if they try a simple dietary change. You know, yeah. it's, and it's, it's basically free because you're just eating, right? You would have to pay for your food anyway. Yeah. And it, you're actually eliminating a lot of stuff that you would normally eat. And it's basically adding in all the good stuff and taking out the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so 10 days, people have 10 days to, to just do a reset and yeah. just to discover what happens to your body when you yeah. do that. Yeah, and then you get to choose. You're like, geez, you know, if I eat dairy, I notice my nose is runny and congested and I get lots of gas. And so you know that information. For yeah. example, that's what happens to me. So okay. I know if I eat ice cream yeah. that... That's going to happen. Interesting. But sometimes I eat ice cream because yeah. <laughs> I like ice cream. And I'm going to go, It's an okay, empowered choice. Yeah. I'm going to deal with the runny nose and the inflammation and the digestive problems and yeah. it'll be gone tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but but if I did good. it every day, mm-hmm. it would be a problem mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me. Imagine having a fulfilling career doing what you love, working from anywhere in the world, setting your own hours while making good money and a big impact. If that lights you up, then I'm super excited to share with you today's sponsor, the Institute for Coaching Mastery. This is my robust, accredited, year-long certification program for newer seasoned coaches, therapists, leaders, and those just looking to up-level their life in a profound way. We have an amazing community of students from all around the world who have really started their journey to expand with us both personally and professionally. And this experience is designed to give you the three things that you need to thrive. So first, you have all of the tools and support you need to move past what's been holding you back so that you can completely change the trajectory of your life. And then you learn how to masterfully and confidently facilitate transformation with your clients or your team, regardless of your niche, if you wanna do health, business, relationship, or you just have no idea yet, we hold your hand through that. And then lastly, you'll receive my six figure and beyond signature roadmap that's customizable to meet you wherever you are. So whether you want to do high ticket sales, online marketing, or you just want to hit six figures without ever needing to go on social media, we've got you covered. And this truly is the most rewarding work in the world. We have new students now who have a wait list of dream clients in under a year. We also have seasoned students who are doing $80,000 months. And this is really about creating lasting transformation from the inside out so that you can share your gifts and serve the world in all the ways that you're called to. And I've seen firsthand the power of what happens when you have the community to collaborate with, but you also have the right tools and resources to really thrive. And so whether you wanna do your own personal development, you're wanting to become a coach, or you're just looking for a cutting edge approach to really grow your business, the Institute for Coaching Mastery is for you you are held every single step of the way. And so if you wanna get behind the scenes access to the Institute with three proven transformational tools for free to help you create the business and life you love, all you have to do is go to alissanobriga.com forward slash tools, or you can find us at alissanobriga.com forward slash apply now to see all the details and apply today.
And and so there's the 10 day reset, which I love, and I'm down for that. And for people, what would be like the biggest bang for their buck for just small shifts for somebody that's like, I don't know if I can do 10 days off the bat. What would be like a first starter? Maybe removing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, the one of the most evil things to mm-hmm. you know ever happen to <laughs> our population is is liquid sugar calories, mm. which are ubiquitous. Okay. You know, um, it's it's about you know, I mean, I think high fructose corn syrup now is probably 15% of our average American calories, which is stunning. And most of that's in processed food and yeah. most of that's in soda. So basically, I would eliminate liquid sugar calories. So that means sodas, juices, sweetened coffees, sweetened mm-hmm. teas, mm-hmm. and energy drinks, you know. Okay. It's like people have no idea that you're having, if you have a soda, it's like almost 10 teaspoons of sugar. Yeah. And some of the some of the quote healthy things, like you can get some of the Pepsi bought up the, a lot of this company that was I think uh, what do they call it? I forget. I don't drink it very much, but it's like it's kind of like this smoothie, you know, healthy green smoothies. <laughs> I mean, you look at the amount of sugar; it's yeah. like more than a can of soda. Yeah. Or it says two servings on the bottle, but it, who, who, people drink the whole thing, right? <laughs> so it's like, yeah. So I think I think getting rid of liquid sugar calories is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just if you just eliminated trans fats and high and a high fructose corn syrup from your diet, and you were religious about that, it would essentially cut okay. out like ninety percent of the junk food. The other thing I would say is, you know, getting rid of ultra processed foods. Just mm-hmm. just not eating food. That is a factory science project. Yeah. You know, when I, what, what is ultra processed food? Processed food could be a can of tomatoes. You know, it's processed, right? right. They have to get, you know, put the tomatoes in a can and add right. water and salt. But you know what it is, right? Yeah. A can of sardines is processed. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not. You still know what it is. Yeah. But like Cheez-Its. a pop tart <laughs> yeah. or Cheez Its yeah. or Cheetos, they're not really food. They're they're basically mm-hmm. deconstructed from food ingredients like mm-hmm. corn, soy, and wheat into molecular components that are altering the shape and function, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. the shape and function of the molecules determines their, their regulation of our biology. Because yeah. food is information. It's not just calories. So it's not just we're getting calories. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're, they're changing our biology. And so when you eat these deconstructed you know, food-like products um, that are ubiquitous and now 60% of our calories and 67% of kids diets. Wow. It's the number one killer in the world more than smoking or anything else. Really? More than wars, guns, everything combined. Um, if we eliminated that, that would go a long way mm-hmm. <laughs> to mm-hmm. make a huge difference. So mm-hmm. it's getting rid of the bad stuff. Yeah. And then what's left is real food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that being medicine. And yeah. I know you do, you're trying to do a lot of work with food fix and getting this work and cleaner food into school yeah. systems. Can yeah. you share a bit about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, as a doctor, uh, seeing patients for 30 years or now, uh, 36 <laughs> years. <laughs> oh, geez. Okay. I'm old. But anyway, <laughs> long time. Uh, it was really clear to me that I, I, it was like, mopping up the floor while the sink's overflowing mm-hmm. you know like i'm just trying to like is it's like pouring rain and i'm trying to like or having holes in my holes in my boat okay. and i'm trying to yeah. bail the boat and not fix the holes yeah right yeah. so i was like this is not something i can fix in my, i can't cure diabetes in my office mm-hmm. it's cured on the farm it's cured in the factory where the food's made it's cured in the grocery store or the restaurants mm-hmm. in your kitchen that's where diabetes is cured not and so I was like, wait a minute, why do, why do we have the food? If it's the food we're eating, mm-hmm. why, why do we have the food we have? Well, it's our food policies. Well, why mm-hmm. do we have our food policies? It's because the food industry 
mm-hmm. has lobbied heavily to get certain things to be okay. Yeah. Whether it's marketing junk food to kids or restricting clear labeling. I mean, they they obfuscate nutrition labeling on purpose, right? Wow. In other countries, it's like they'll put a warning label on the front or they'll have a color, you know, red is bad for you, yellow is maybe, sometimes green is good for you. Wow, that's transparent and integrous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're trying out uh, to do a child-friendly labeling uh, bill. So great. Uh, it will be basically mandate the FDA to label ch- food for children mm-hmm. with a grade of A to F. A is good for you, F, this is bad. Right. And so... Do you make the grade as a kid? Yeah. Right? Yeah, right. That's and, cute. And yeah. then the food companies, it would look pretty stupid trying to fight that because mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. just trying to give information. Right. And then, of course, um, it will force them to reformulate products because they don't want to be, <laughs> get an <laughs> F, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's, it's kind of a, an example of the, some of the things we're doing. But we're also working on you know, changing f- uh, policies around food as medicine and regenerative agriculture so medically tailored meals and reimbursement for nutrition services and educating doctors on nutrition, getting more money for nutrition research at the NIH, changing our dietary guidelines that meet the science instead of industry interests, which now they have, you know, the Dairy Council, you know, um, people who are advisors or paid for by the Dairy Council mm-hmm. actually are on the Dietary Guidelines Committee and say that milk is good for you, but there's no evidence that that's true, Yeah. right? Yeah. And so um, we're trying to sort of fight some of these things. Uh, we're also trying to get this, the farm bill work on SNAP, the food stamp program, to make that better and more nutrition. So not just talk about food security, which is getting enough calories, but nutrition security, which is getting enough nutrients. Yeah, big difference. And, we, and when you look at, and this is what's was shocking to most people, if you're obese, you are malnourished. <laughs> oh wow! We don't think of it that no, way. No, I didn't think of it that right? way. Right? Walk me through be, this. Yeah. Because they're they have they they eat the worst food uh-huh. typically. Uh-huh. It's poorest in nutrients, and so if you measure their vitamin levels and their omega three levels and their B vitamin levels, they're massively nutritionally deficient. Mm-hmm. Which is it's just mm-hmm. amazing, mm-hmm. and I've seen this. It's like shocking. You're like you're like wow. Like am I in the am I in the like African somewhere, or some kid who's malnourished and mm-hmm. doesn't have any food. No, this is like living people processed living in a sea of food. calories, but not nutrients. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Eating all the processed food, how that affects our health and well-being, the stress, the reset of our nervous system, it all is just like this one ball, that yeah. domino effect. Well, well, this is actually another point, is that you know, stress hormones like adrenaline mm-hmm. and cortisol are triggered by eating sugar or starch. Yeah, right. Right. Or starch. You think I'm having oatmeal for breakfast. That's good for me. But that jacks up your cortisol and your and your adrenaline. Okay. And that makes your blood sugar go up and that makes you hungrier. And that yeah. it creates and this you, vicious and, cycle, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Anyway, we all know about stress eating. Yeah. I've done it. You've done it. Yep. It's like yep. you know, it's not it's human. <laughs> but like it's one thing if it's like, you know, my boss yelled at me or my spouse is mad at me or mm-hmm. you know, something bad happened, uh, you know, that I just feel like I want ice cream. That's one thing. But if, if you're eating food that's actually causing you biologically to be stressed, mm-hmm. it creates all the same thing. Mm-hmm. So the body doesn't know if it's, you know, a bowl of Cheerios or Fruit Loops yeah. or if it's, you know, a tiger chasing you, mm-hmm. right? It mm-hmm. just has this one response, With which the is chemical the stress reaction. response, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's one of the most pernicious things for our health is this chronic state of stress. Yeah. What I love that you're doing is just educating and informing so people are empowered to mm. then make conscious choices what yeah. they want for themselves and to test things out. Yeah, Not to believe a doctor. See, I mean, you, I, you don't <laughs> you can. have to listen to me, but like, you know, like if, if, if you decide, you know, you want to take a car and like, you know, not 
maintain it yeah. and drive it till it crashes and whatever, that's fine. You get to choose to do that. But yeah. it's probably better if you want to like change the oil and change the spark <laughs> Take plugs. Care of and, it. Yeah, like yeah. put the air in the tires and like, you know. Yeah. So there's like there's the baseline of health and well-being. And to what I'm hearing you say is like get rid of liquid sugar. And I imagine and Ultra also processed, processed foods and probably fried foods, things like that. Yeah. And so that you can just replace it with something more wholesome or something that you would see in a garden or that you can recognize or read. Yeah. And and so there's that realm. And I love that's like the I healing. Mean, my, my basic joke is like if it has a label, don't eat it. Yeah. Right. Like basically, I mean, aside from a few things like you know, a can of tomatoes, or yeah. like or whatever. Uh, that but took me a while to get there. Like there was a point where not eating processed foods was. It took me a while to get there. It's hard. But I just had everywhere. to break it down. It was right. like, okay, I'm going to replace Power Bars with a bar of chocolate, and so it was clean dark chocolate, which I right. love. And you, yeah. But it's like, okay, actually, I noticed that my I wasn't so bloated in my belly because it was just cacao. It was yeah. dark chocolate, and so just making those micro changes really helped me. And yeah. then eventually, I got to where I don't really eat ultra processed. I think the most processed thing I have is protein powder. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. And that's okay. You can recognize the ingredients, but like also, like if it's got a health claim on the label, yeah, it's probably bad for you. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it, it, or it looks like a health food. Like like uh, I saw the other day a bag of uh, potato chips that had a, the label gluten-free on mm-hmm, it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Coca-Cola is gluten-free. It's dairy-free, <laughs> right? I mean, and, and my, my nephew and I went shopping the other day at a grocery store and he bought these bars that he likes called Go Macro or something. I'm like, look at the label. I'm like, look at this, Ben. He's like, well, there's no sugar. And I'm like, yeah, but it's 37 grams of sugar. Oh, wow. But it's brown rice sugar and uh, coconut sugar and this yeah. sugar. And they put five different kinds of sugar. And I'm like... Ben, that's like almost 10 teaspoons of sugar in this tiny little bar. Yeah. Right? Would you put 10 teaspoons of sugar in your coffee? No, but you eat that in the second and that... That's just everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and so so that's good. So we've got some practical things that we yeah. can do in the health. And I'm I'm curious about the human potential aspects of. I know you got me into biohacking yeah. and longevity. And yeah. what are some practical things that people that are interested in in biohacking and living healthy and vibrant? I do would say I know some of the longevity world. For me, it's like making yeah, sure yeah. that we're not afraid of death. So we're yeah. not doing this out of fear. And it's important that we can face our fears and mm-hmm. really get free of them and live healthy quality of life through doing things that are healthy and, and innovative. What what do you love? What do you what are you kind of working well, I on? Think, you know, first of all, the whole idea of this life game is I think to be present and be here and yeah. not miss the show. Yeah. Because it's an incredible show. Yeah. And if you have what I call FLC syndrome which means you feel like crap. <laughs> okay. It's hard to yeah. You know, show up yeah, and, enjoy and be the present ride. and mm-hmm. to be connected and actually experience the beauty of life, right? Mm-hmm. And I think most people walk around feeling like crap. And so functional medicine is the OG biohacking. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of is the same concept. So yeah. what 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 is functional medicine? What is biohacking? It recognizes that the body has its own innate repair regeneration, renewal, and healing system. Mm-hmm. Like we literally just have to learn how to activate it. Yeah. We do everything to deactivate it. Mm-hmm. We eat crappy food. We don't exercise. We don't get to sleep. We have too much stress. We don't take our vitamins. Like we literally do everything possible to screw it up. Mm-hmm. But like imagine if you had an owner's manual and say, Koki, here's how you soup up your engine to create top performance. Yeah. Like wouldn't that be cool? Yes. So in a sense, that's what functional medicine is about. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really the science of health. So what, what is biohacking? It's basically learning that there are a set of 
things that, that are on a menu that you can choose from that will activate your body's own healing response, mm-hmm. whether it's a sauna or a hot bath mm-hmm. or a cold shower or a cold bath or a cold plunge. Mm-hmm. These are just simple things, right? Yeah. It can be it can be breath work, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it can just be doing holotropic breathing. Which it, I highly recommend, by the way, for anybody right. that's ever wanted to do breath work. I like Wim Hof's 10 minute in the morning, but holotropic yeah. breath work yeah. is my favorite. It actually accesses parts of the brain that LSD do. Yeah. And it's you're high on your own supply. It's just exactly. in and out your mouth and it, it intoxicates and, right. and oxygenates your whole body. It's yeah. a phenomenal experience for yeah. people that haven't tried that. So there's a lot of practices that are just daily practices that I do mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. part of my routine and it, biohacking is exercise, right? Yeah. Biohacking is strength training. It's yoga. It's breath work. Mm-hmm. It's meditation. These are all forms of quote biohacking. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, you know, there's more advanced stuff if people want to try stuff, whether mm-hmm. it's, and these are right now, unfortunately out of reach for a lot of people because they're expensive, Yeah. but they're coming down in price. And, you know, for example, like hyperbaric oxygen therapy or yeah. ozone therapy or, a plasma phoresis. So I'm going uh, this afternoon to go get plasma phoresis. What is this? Which is essentially where they filter your blood. It's like getting an oil change. Okay. So yeah. they take out all your blood. Is this what we're doing in Costa Rica in December? It might be. I don't okay. know if they do it there, but okay. uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they do more stem cell stuff. Okay. Stem cells, exosomes, peptides. Yeah. These are all forms of quote biohacking. Um, you know, red light therapy. Yep. So but, some, like the red light, my Emilio and I just started doing this because I read it was two minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So we start doing it when we're brushing our teeth. So yeah. it's incorporated into yeah, yeah, our yeah, day-to-day yeah, life. Yeah, in the bathroom. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So plasmapheresis is like getting an oil change. Yeah. And it's uh, essentially where they take out all your blood. They take your red cells and your white cells and your plants. They separate them out from the plasma, which is this soup that all your cells float around in. Mm-hmm. The plasma, as we age, starts to get kind of gunk in it. Right, like yeah. if your your oil changed, it just gets dirty a little bit. Yeah. So you get damaged proteins, you get inflammatory molecules, you get maybe different bugs and viruses. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, it, it it filters all that crap out. You throw out the plasma, and you reconstitute your blood with either albumin, which is the protein main protein in your blood, or with saline if you don't take out all the plasma. Mm-hmm. So it's basically shown in animal studies, which is pretty amazing, and in human studies too. Uh, for example, it's a treatment for Alzheimer's. Uh, it can help improve oh, wow. cognitive function. It takes out all the inflammatory crap in the blood. Uh, for, in animals, there was an experiment where they, they basically sewed together the circulation of an old and a young mouse. Mm-hmm. And then the young mouse became old and the old mouse became young. And then they were like, wow, this is cool. And there's this whole idea, this blood boy, this guy, Brian Johnson, gets the plasma of his young son. and all this. <laughs> So it's kind of like there's like a lot of weirdness around it. Uh-huh. But but what they found was they, they repeated the study. Instead of just hooking up the circulations, they just filtered out the blood and did a plasmapheresis on the mice. Mm. And it had the same benefit. So it's taking oh, out the old gunk in yeah. your blood as you age and as you get older and it actually rejuvenates you. So it, mm-hmm. I I had COVID, for example, really bad post-COVID syndromes with arthritis and brain fog and mm-hmm. fatigue. And I literally had one plasmapheresis with a little bit of ozone. And within hours, literally hours, my my hands was swollen up, went to normal. So wow. I've used it a lot for patients with autoimmune disease, with chronic fatigue, with chronic mm-hmm. infections. Mm-hmm. 
you know, post-COVID syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a longevity treatment, so I'm, I don't have any issues today. I'm just going because I'm 60, going to be 64 in a couple of months, and I yeah, just want to get an oil change. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. The next uh, 6,000, yeah. 10,000 miles, get <laughs> another oil change. Yeah, totally. You know, so there's all these amazing technologies now that aren't, that aren't actually doing stuff to the body that is, it is um, interfering or interrupting or blocking something. Most yeah. of the medicines we have are blockers. They're beta blockers, they're inhibitors, ACE inhibitors, or antibiotics, or anti-inflammatories, or anti-blocking, inhibiting everything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? As mm-hmm. opposed to optimizing, enhancing, and normalizing function. Yeah. So that's really what these, this biohacking concept is about. It's really what we've been doing in functional medicine for 30 years. Forever. But yeah. now it's sort of called biohacking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's fun, and it's great. And, and I imagine there's certain things that we should be more informed about and aware of when we're sort of doing some of these biohacking things, right? Some of the yeah. more advanced ones. Yeah, I mean, the basic stuff of, you know, like taking a 12 to 14 hour fast every night, doing strength training. You said 12 cardio. to 14 hour fasting. Yeah. I mean, it, basically it's called breakfast, right? If you eat dinner yeah. at six and you eat breakfast at eight, that's a 14 hour fast. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel we just better when all I do night. That. Yeah, <laughs> and we snack, and then we eat, wake up, and we eat, and our bodies never get a chance to clean up and repair. Is there any any just in terms of like generalizations going longer than fourteen hours, like sixteen to eighteen? Depends on the person and their metabolism. So, if I do too much of it, I see my weight's hard to drop too much. Yeah. So, like, I probably do fourteen hours usually. Some of those sixteen hours. But a never less than twelve. Okay. And twelve is reachable for everybody. Yeah. It just means don't eat after dinner. Yeah, yeah. Which also messes up your sleep, by the way. If you eat three hours before dinner, yes, it does. Mess up your sleep. This guy Brian Johnson, who's biohacking himself into, yeah. you know, immortality. Yeah. He hopes. Uh, <laughs> which I, we'll see how it goes. I'll probably be dead by then. But, um, you know, he starts stops eating at eleven thirty in the morning and goes to bed at eight thirty at night. So he gives himself a nine hour window between last meal and going to bed okay interesting because he feels like it improves his sleep oh wow yeah so yeah for me not exactly the most fun guy to go out to dinner yeah (laughs) for me i've noticed that um not eating i usually stop eating around five Mm -hmm. and i'll eat breakfast around 10 so it's a long window but i like it and i eat a lot of fat and pretty clean um but i but I, you know, I've heard some controversy around having an autoimmune disease myself, hypothyroid, Hashimoto's, and how that can be stressful on the body. So, yeah, well, that's the thing. If you're thin and your, you know, metabolism is running well, you know, it, you know, or you have sort of different issues, it may not be always appropriate for everybody. Yeah. So you have to do education, see how you feel. test it out. I yeah. think you know, I say the smartest doctor in the room is your own body. If you Good. listen to it, it will tell you what's going on and what to do about it. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> I can't tell you how many Western doctors that I've been to that I was sharing my symptoms and they just were like, well, the results don't say that. Yeah. So you shouldn't feel that way. And yeah. I'm like, you're not hearing me. Yeah. So I love that you are educating people and yeah. and telling people to listen <laughs> to your own body, which is makes perfect sense. Like, don't confuse me with the facts. My mind's made up, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you feel better. And you shouldn't, so you don't. So yeah, it's yeah. all in your head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, the, all the, and so like all the biohacking is beautiful and all of the things, and I want to share it with people some of the, um, oh, I know there's a lot of research also about uh, the vagus nerve yeah. and how to regulate your nervous system. Do you yeah. want to share anything about yeah. that? Yeah, so we mentioned earlier about the stellate ganglion mm-hmm. block. That's a, a more aggressive treatment, right? Yeah. Where you stick a needle in your neck and it takes about 30 seconds to do, mm-hmm. very safe. 
in the right hands under ultrasound guidance. Yeah. But but it's an amazing reset on the nervous system. Uh, but it, you know, I think I any- may film that on the podcast. I may film me doing that on the oh, podcast amazing. and share with people. Yeah, oh, so that, stay tuned. Very cool. Yeah. So um, that's a powerful one. But there's all kinds of new devices like. Uh, you know, Apollo Neuro. And, I just got that. And uh, Sensate and this mm-hmm. other one called Hulist, which uses a little vagal nerve stimulator that's an electrical shock that you put in your neck and it just kind of stimulates it for three minutes, three, five minutes. I have one, I'll show you. Yeah, show okay, you great. Uh, and so- And so all- the wearables, it sounds like like there's more wearables, wearables that we can right. just learn to regulate our nervous system, which I've been testing out as well. And I'm finding it really helpful in getting better quality sleep because of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, how do we- you know, I always say people think, you know, relaxing is watching TV and drinking yeah. a beer. And, yeah. and actually, no, it's actually an active process. Mm-hmm. It's like you, it's hard work to relax, mm-hmm. right? To, mm-hmm. to get into a state of deep parasympathetic relaxation where your, your fight or flight is off. Yeah. Right. It might be something you get to after a half an hour meditation or an hour in a yoga class mm-hmm. or after a massage mm-hmm. or we've all been there, yep. but we don't often know how to get there on our own yeah. or we don't know how to turn that system on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herbert Benson talked about it called the relaxation response. Mm-hmm. And it was really, you know, you know, Harvard scientists who studied meditation mm-hmm. and back in the, you know, 70s, 80s and mm-hmm. wrote about this phenomena and it didn't have to be some spiritualized thing, you know, it didn't mm-hmm. have to be a sitting in a cave in Tibet doing mantras and, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it was basically just like you could be anything. You could say a word like one or, you know, love or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. ice cream or it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. You just, <laughs> but it was just this this mantra meditation yeah. that he was talking about. Learning how to really reset and turn off. Yeah. 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 And I think people just paying attention to what really replenishes me, what really helps me feel relaxed. And so what am I eating? What is the kind of inner work that I'm doing? What's my lifestyle like? What really supports that? Because then we're empowered. I mean, meditation's free. Yeah. I mean, you could get an app and do it or you one of the calm yeah, or headspace which are also or free. whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I do a version of like a mantra meditation. It's yeah. like Vedic, you know, Vedic mantra meditations. It's 20 minutes, uh, once or twice a day. And I just, like I start out, I might be agitated, my mind's racing, I've been mm-hmm. busy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I just feel like, I just had like a three-hour nap. Yeah. And my nervous system just feels reset. Yeah. And it's amazing. I can do it on a plane, I can do it in the back of an Uber, I can do it the subway i can do it mm-hmm. i don't have to be like in a temple up in the himalayas that's right, right? that's so, right modern uh, everyday truth and it's like uh it's quite a it's quite a superpower yeah you know and and to be able to kind of just be present and let your nervous system calm down and that that resets and it feels yeah. replenishing yeah. i remember I, there was a practice a time where i was doing the binarial beats and i literally could feel the synapse grow i could feel it. my brain was a lot sharper i haven't yeah. done it in a while binaural beats, yeah. yeah it's that was a really great practice as well just for cognitive performance in my experience yeah, that's like sound that synchronizes your brain so mm-hmm. it's like special sort of auditory processing signaling that yeah. actually helps to reset your your brain yeah and my mind was very active during it but i did notice afterwards my it was a lot sharper yeah. kind of the left and right hemisphere speaking to each other and there are moments where you know, i had trouble sleeping for this for that reason and I would just put that on at night in my headphones and I would just, mm-hmm. out, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, is there something that you are seeing in the healthcare system that is, you're thinking is going to revolutionize things like you're, mm-hmm. or you're hoping that it will, any kind of new developments that you're excited about? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, just, just the explosion of the kind of understanding of, um, 
systems biology slash functional medicine, the kind of advances in in biometrics, so being able to track your continuous mm-hmm. glucose monitor, your aura ring, your Fitbit, Whoop, yep. Apple Watch, whatever, tracking your biomarkers, combining that in the in a in a system that actually uses machine learning and AI to kind of crunch petabytes of data that will revolutionize our understanding about our own biology in real time and be able to help us create personalized predictive models of where we're going and where we are. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm co-founded a company called Function Health, which is really about, you know, kind of disrupting healthcare by allowing people to access their own data, mm-hmm. whether it's their lab data, which they can get, you know, without, it's through a, we have a whole yeah. do- 50 states have a doctor, but we don't have to go through your doctor. You just get a, you know, you go to the lab, get your blood drawn, get over 150 biomarkers uh, that can be tracked with machine learning AI informed by functional medicine and system biology. And it will basically give you a, a way of actually optimizing your health in a personalized way mm-hmm. that that is very empowering. So it sort of allows you to be the CEO of your own health. It disrupts mm-hmm. healthcare. It actually uses, you know, the ability of, of you know, computers and AI machine learning to, to, to interpret information. I mean, Every cell in your body has a billion chemical reactions every second. Mm. There are 37 billion cells in your body. That's 37 billion trillion chemical reactions every second. How many lab tests does your doctor yeah. do? Yeah. <laughs> 30, yeah. 40 on your annual checkup. This is you here and there. It's like it's like Stone Age medicine, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. where we're at. And I think we're in a moment where that's all going to shift. Yeah. And we're, I feel like, at the epicenter of that, and that's super exciting. That is me. exciting. Yeah, and I know through function, you guys are testing what you recommend your doctors to be testing and yeah. empowering you. And I know one of them, I don't know if it's Grail that you guys use, yeah, Grail, but yeah. through two blood yeah. vials, you can detect... 50 traces of cancer and like even as yeah. early stage one. Well, right. This is an example of how, yeah. you know, how science is advancing so fast, but medicine hasn't caught up. Yeah. Right. So using, you know, genomic analysis, like, you know, like 20 years ago, it cost $300 million to decode your genome. Now you can do it for 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't mm-hmm. even know how many orders of magnitude. That's like <laughs> Moore's law on steroids. Yeah. But, um, you know, we, we, we now can track like, you know, really relevant things that your doctor's not tracking. Mm-hmm. And one of those is looking at the DNA fragments from different cancers mm-hmm. that can be found in your blood up to a year or two before it would ever be causing a symptom or being diagnosed by any other technology. And so as an annual screening test, it'll it'll pick up cancers when they're even, you know, early stage one and completely curable. That's exciting. And, and, uh, you know, it picks up over 50 different cancers, the most common ones. It doesn't do brain cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get a negative test, it's 98.5% accurate, meaning like, you know, one and a half percent, you know, might might have a cancer that doesn't show up, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's positive predictive value, meaning if it's positive, it's like, 99% 99% meaning if it's positive it's really positive there's yeah. almost no false positives and and then it gives you a, a roadmap I had a friend who had a lymph node in his neck and I'm like hey just let's do this right away and he turned out he had a head and neck cancer he had a tumor his tonsil a, one lymph node positive got it all taken out and he's cured wow you know so yeah. um, another do- patient had had um, you know had had breast cancer and was getting rechecked by her doctor. A doctor gave her a clean bill of health at five years. 
I said, mm, let's just check this. Mm-hmm. And it was positive. Wow. And they, and they missed it. And wow. so we were able to then send her back and get a deeper dive on the diagnostics. And they found what was going on. They were able to treat her. So it's, it's mm-hmm. like a really incredible advance. And mm-hmm. people go, oh, we're going to find something. And then what do we do? I don't know. But no, it's it, it's like, you know, it's better to know. Yeah. So you can early. actually deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the same thing with genomics. You know, people go, I don't want to know my genes if I have a gene risk for Alzheimer's. Well, the beautiful thing about genomics is it's not the genes that really determine your fate. It's yeah. what you do around those genes. Mm-hmm. And 90% of, of disease, chronic disease, is not caused by our genome, by, by our exposome. Meaning the things we're exposed to in our lifetime that wash over our genes, our diet, yes. our lifestyle, stress, our microbiome, Things toxins. we have control over. Right, yeah. things, mostly we have control over. Yeah. We can't control the pollution in the air. Right, or, right. But we can filter our air in our house. We can have a yep. water filter. We can use non-toxic household cleaning products <laughs> and skincare products. We can eat foods that aren't contaminated with pesticides. So we can reduce our exposures. Yeah. But we can't completely eliminate that. But I think it's super empowering to actually be able to have this data because you can actually do something about it. That's right. And it's not like you're a victim. You actually can be the author of what happens to you as opposed to just passive. Yeah. And I think, you know, traditional medicine's pretty late to the game. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, you know, we're only going to do these screening tests at certain things. And the, and the screening tests we have are pretty lame, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and, and they're often late in the game, but we're going to be able to sort of detect biomarkers like with these cancer biomarkers mm-hmm. decades earlier. So, so maybe like 10 or 20 years before you get Alzheimer's, we'll be able to do, blood analyses looking at metabolites that we're discovering that are correlated with Alzheimer's through the, you know, integration of systems biology and artificial intelligence. And they go, well, gee, you know, this is showing up. So let's work on this, right? Let's find all the risk factors. Like we know what you eat matters. We know toxins matter. We know your gut microbiome matters. We know your nutritional levels matter. We know, you know, all these factors that we can actually modify Mm -hmm. and change the trajectory of your health. Yeah, and it's only going to exponentially keep getting better. I'll yeah. share with people in the show notes about function so yeah, that they I mean, can get informed. Can, uh, yeah, yeah. Can, you know, if they want to get uh, jump jump the list, we've got a, a code Young Forever. So if you go to functionhealth.com mm-hmm. and you join the beta and you put in the code Young Forever, perfect. And you can jump the wait list, which is a lot of people. Like okay, seventy thousand people. <laughs> Thank and, you uh, get, get for my there. crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll put and this by the way, notes. it's like typically you go through insurance, your doctor. This is like $15,000 worth of tests over mm-hmm. 100 plus biomarkers you can get for less than $500. That's incredible. So it's yeah. really kind of made it more democratized and accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And this is just the beginning, which I'm so excited. Mm. One thing that you mentioned that I just want to circle back with is uh, ketamine. And so I'm just curious about sort of the alternative, what you're seeing in the field and just alternative ways of healing that people are doing for PTSD and other things that... yeah. I mean, listen, psychiatry is, you know, is an interesting field and, you know, this is your domain, but when you look at, you know, Freud and Jung and all the sort of early, you know, development of psychiatry, you know, it was very much based on, um, sort of talk therapy, uh, which can be really helpful. Um, but you know, to a degree. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, it's like, you know, the joke is like Woody Allen goes to psychoanalysis five days a week for 30 years. And he's like, yeah, you know, psychoanalysis like, is very I mean, particular. I mean, take an antibiotic for 30 <laughs> years to cure a bladder infection. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's not the most effective yeah. and it can be in conjunction. But what we're learning now is that there are there are doorways into the mind that we've neglected that mm-hmm. have been embedded in ancient cultures for mm-hmm. millennia. 
So whether it's, you know, psilocybin or ayahuasca or iboga or mm-hmm. uh, new, newer compounds like MDMA, mm-hmm. you know, the ketamine that are, you know, prescription drugs, the, yeah. these affect the mind in a way that it's really fascinating that seems to kind of Accelerate. shut off certain things, allow you to have insights and mm-hmm. to understandings that are hard to achieve just mm-hmm. with talking about it. Yeah. You can talk about your sexual abuse forever, but mm-hmm. if it's, it's such a, you know, powerful driving force in your biology. Yeah. It's hard to reset that. Yeah. And so what we're finding is that, you know, with veterans and people who've seen, you know, trauma and war zones and sexual abuse, that they're having this like powerful reset. And it's mm-hmm. not like you take this every day and not like yeah, you're tripping on mushrooms on every day, but yeah. it could be like two or three sessions over the course of a year mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. help to reset your nervous system. Yeah. And, you know, it can be one session even yeah. that can have profound effects on resetting because it, it sort of quiets the parts of the brain that are involved in self-protection mm-hmm. and in self-identification with whatever the trauma is. So something called the default mode network in the brain, which is basically the the ego that keeps you safe, right? Mm-hmm. And it's also what keeps you separate, yep. which is fine. It's, it's important. It has a we role. We need it. Mm-hmm. But if it's always on, you know, other with me and me and other mm-hmm. as opposed to feeling like you're you know one with everything kind yes. of joke you know yeah, <laughs> like, yeah but it's like it actually when you shut that default mode network down which happens if you're in a cave meditating for 40 years mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. and they've scanned brains of you know these olympic meditators i call them from like the himalayas that have lived in a cave for yeah. years meditate all day for you know forty thousand hours of meditation what happens to their brain yeah well you can achieve the same thing mm-hmm. in an hour yep. with one of these drugs it doesn't last but but something lasts yeah and, you know these are treatments where you know one treatment can be effective yeah right it's not like you have to take your antidepressant for the rest of your life right right or go to therapy three times a week for the rest of your life it's like changes and we're looking at the biology of it it's fascinating i've looked into some of the research <clears throat> it actually activates various compounds in your body like BDNF, which is what we call brain-derived neurotrophic factor, meaning it, it basically is like miracle growth for your brain. Oh, so wow. it increases new brain connections, it increases new brain cells, so it changes the structure and the function of your brain. Mm-hmm. This is maybe why it has such long-lasting effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I recommend with the people that are interested in this and looking into it, I think immersions are one of the best ways to create change and then having some integration, working with a a trained therapist yeah. or a coach to support integration is going to be the most helpful way yeah, to, to keep integrating lasting change. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's so much we could dive into and I absolutely love you and you are such a wealth of information. Thank you for coming <laughs> on and sharing. In closing, I would love to hear if I'm you like just... Spotify, you just hit the track you <laughs> I'm like, which is that? <laughs> I was my friend, I, I was working on a, I had a co-author once for a book. I don't know, she was not a co-author, but she helped me with some of the research. And yeah. Thing. She says, you're like a jukebox. I just ask you a question, put in a quarter, and get the answer. It's like <laughs> a walking dictionary. I love it. And and so just in closing, if you had one message for the world, if you wanted to share with people one thing, what would that be? I think it's pretty simple. It's 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 this simple idea that, you know, we're like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. And and with a few simple things, really a basic simple understanding of how our bodies work Mm -hmm. that we're really only a few days away from feeling well Mm -hmm. and imagine if we had a world where people felt well where they're not only their bodies weren't inflamed but their minds weren't inflamed Mm -hmm. what the world would look like yeah and i think we live in a world of of inflammation 
right? Mm-hmm. In our, every one of the chronic diseases we see from heart disease, diabetes, cancer, dementia, depression, mm-hmm. autoimmune diseases, these are all inflammatory diseases. And then we see also the inflammation of our society, right? Mm-hmm. The divisiveness, the conflict, the, you know, tribalism that mm-hmm. is driven, I believe, in part from this this hijacking of our neural circuits by the food industry that mm-hmm. are driving this inflammatory processes in our brain. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of, the message is really like, if, if you want to live an engaged, connected life that's meaningful, where you actually get to show up and be present and do the things you love that matter, yeah, then, it, you know, you have the power within you. Yeah. You have it, and it doesn't take that long to get there. Like I said, just 10 days. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do anything for 10 days, yeah. right? Yeah. And imagine just to know what's on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And then you have a freedom to choose how you want to feel. That's beautiful. And I think that's a message I really hope people get is that they are they are the center of their health care, not the doctor that's or the hospital. Right. And if you take that on and you learn the basic skills... Mm-hmm. which is just, it's skills. Like yeah. it's like anything else. If you don't know how to play a guitar or how to tune a guitar, it's going to sound bad. But if you yeah. learn how to tune a guitar and play the guitar, that's your body. Yeah. And you just need to learn the basic skills and then you can mix and match and do what works for you. Thank you for being who you are in the world. And thank you for sharing this empowering message that you are in control of your own health and well-being, and understanding that. It's refreshing to have you in the world. And so thank you for all of your grace. And I, I know people are going to be like, how do I stay in touch? Where yeah. where do they find you? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hyman is everywhere. <laughs> uh, it's everywhere. What is it? Everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> I have my drhyman.com website, Doctor's Pharmacy Podcast, wherever you get podcasts. Yeah. My social media handle is... Dr. Mark Hyman, like Dr. Mark Hyman, yeah, on across all and the great media. information, digestible, yeah. great to follow him, yeah. do all the things. Thank you, Mark, for being here. I love you, my friend. I love you too. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this work that changes the world, starting with yourself. It truly does make a difference. And if you're finding value in this podcast, a cost-free way to support us is by leaving an up to five-star review. It does mean the world to us. And as a thank you gift, we're going to send you one of the most powerful tools that you will ever discover. You're going to get behind the scenes access, showing you how to live into your full potential without letting fear hold you back from stepping into your dreams. Just head over to Apple Podcast or Spotify and leave a review now. You can take a screenshot before hitting submit and then go to alissanobriga.com forward slash podcast to upload it. And make sure to have your automatic downloads turned on wherever you listen so you don't miss any of the upcoming episodes. I have so much magic I can't wait to share with you. And you can find all this information in the show notes below. But lastly, if you're on Instagram, I love connecting and hearing from you. So come on over and say hello. I'm at alissanobriga. Thank you again for being here. I cannot wait to share more with you.